0: Welcome to The Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Welcome to this episode of The Determined Mom Show. I have the amazing Carolyn Choate, and she is going to be sharing with us today how to basically find your purpose and your calling at any age. So welcome, Carolyn. Thank you. Yeah, I am yeah. very excited to have you here. So how this all came about, we've known each other in the online space for, I don't know, a, few a handful of years. Yeah, some, I don't know exactly how long, but a few years. We reconnected through another group and we were talking on a call and I, you know, your story just started like blowing me away, you know, and like just your demeanor change and just have this like glow about you now compared to like when we talked a couple years ago when you were still trying to figure it out. I would love for you to share your story.
1: All right. Yeah. Another friend said the same thing. She was like, mm-hmm. I can really see you coming into your zone of genius. Your confidence is so incredible. Yeah. It's such a new feeling. It's yeah. awesome.
0: I love seeing that.
1: Yeah, me too. It feels yeah. so good. Mm-hmm. I, I had really given up on ever feeling that kind of confidence in, in my work life. I remember when I was like 12 years old, I said to my dad, I don't know what I'm supposed to be when I grow up, like panic. He was like, don't worry about it. You have plenty of time. Mm-hmm. So I kept waiting for like, okay, like what's my thing? You know, I went to school for creative writing. I wrote some novels. I self-published them, but I write like one book every 10 years. So it's not really a sustainable career. (laughs) And, you know, I floated through my twenties, like working admin. I was a cashier at a grocery store. Uh, I was just like, I hated it. I would do a job for about six months and then I would start to feel this anxiety Yeah. and it would be dread of having to go in. And I thought, why does anybody like working? Mm -hmm. this can't be a real thing that people love their jobs. Come on.
0: Yeah. So
1: I was just like, okay, I'm going to quit as soon as I can and be a stay-at-home mom. And I'm going to love that. So I met my husband when I was 29. We had children when I was 33. I eagerly quit my job and I hated being a stay-at-home mom. Yep. Oh my goodness. It's so hard. Yeah. People said that and I was like, yeah, 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 but I'm going to be really good at it. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and really it, my calling. Oh yeah. I think so many moms that are listening right now are totally relating to you. Like a hundred percent. You have
1: kids. Yeah. You're the mm-hmm. perfect mom. You're like, I'm going to have this rule and this rule and everything's going to go smoothly and I'll be, be patient and handle temper tantrums. It's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. Rude yeah. awakening. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. Especially when you're, I think the main difference, and I think a lot of us who have Had that little opportunity to have the kids at school. And then that got taken away from us during COVID. Mm -hmm. Having your children with you 24 hours a day, 365 days a year is very, very difficult mentally.
1: And non-parents are so unsympathetic about it. Mm -hmm. When COVID first, the shutdowns first happened and parents were like, "Uh uh-oh, this is going to be hard. And I kept seeing these comments about like, well, don't you love your children? Mm -hmm. Don't you want to be around your children? Why do you have kids if you don't want to be around them? yeah. Okay. Like be around them is one thing, but nonstop, never a moment off. Yeah. I didn't it's sign up for that.
0: No, none of us did because we know that there's going to be that point, like the first five years, you know, like that's when you get to spend the time and do all the things. And then and they're, they're old enough
1: the library. And- yeah,
0: exactly. Those are like yeah. mental health breaks. Cause you get to meet with other moms and they get to interact with other kids. That all of that was cut off. Like there was nothing. Like we couldn't even take them to the park.
1: Yeah. My son, we used to go to play dates every single day. I -hmm. was in a mom's group when we lived in Laurel, and every day he had a play date to go to. It was awesome. I loved hanging out with the moms. He's a really outgoing kid, really an extrovert. My daughter didn't get any of that. My
0: Mm -hmm. daughter,
1: luckily, is not as extroverted, but still, like, I feel bad she missed out on that kind of experience.
0: Yeah. And hopefully we'll get there again, but it just speaks to the fact that you may think you know what you want, um, but you have to kind of follow your feelings as it evolves. Right.
1: Yes. And it's so hard to let go of the expectations that you had for yourself when you were younger. You know, when they ask at school, what do you want to be when you grow up? I would say, I want to be a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Partly just to be different and be like, haha, nobody else is saying that. But, you know, I really, I really believed that I was like, I don't have to have a career. I'm going to be a wife and a mom and I'm going to bake bread and clean the house and be so fulfilled. Yeah. So it was really devastating when that was not how it was shape- shaping up. Yeah. That expectation was just brutal.
0: Let me ask you about. so, when I met you, you were in a network marketing business. Mm-hmm. That's right. And let's talk about the evolution of your kind of like, I feel like you had like some sort of revelation that led yeah. you to where you are now and what you're doing. So tell us about that journey and what you do now,
1: yeah. i'm I'm really so grateful for network marketing. And I used to be one of those like anti, network marketing people. And now I get so annoyed because like they have these tired old arguments about it. And I'm like, you know what? It was a great stepping stone for me to uncover a true talent. And I know you know we are running the same circles and know so many women who are doing amazing at it and learning better ways to market it and stuff like that. So yeah, it was part of the moms group. When I was in Laurel, some of the moms were doing different direct sales things and it was just kind of like, oh, okay. Like that's what stay-at-home moms do. They sign up for direct sales companies. Uh, one of them had a party for Jamberry Nails. And they are no longer that company is a different name now. It got bought out a couple times. But yeah. my friend that I rode over with was like, one of us should sign up for this. This would be good. Like, why don't you sign up for it? And yeah. so like cool okay. And I kind of didn't really do it. You know, it was like, Hey mom, friends, you want to come over and do nails? Like, but it was then that I started discovering Brenda, who is an amazing direct sales coach. Yeah. And then a new mom moved to town and she was doing Norwex. And when she told me about Norwex, I was like, Ooh, I had been looking for microfiber cloths and I'd never heard of it before. So I got really excited. I signed up for Norwex. I was like, this is it. I'm going to make this work. I am so tired of doing jobs that suck. I am so tired of feeling like a failure at everything that I do. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to make this work. Yeah. That didn't, that didn't really work out. (laughs) I tried really hard. I tried all the, and it just never got traction. I think I had a lot of mindset issues with my anti-MLM days and my friends who are still anti that I felt so self-conscious about it. It was really Mm -hmm. difficult to get past that. But it was through that, that I started realizing that I really, really enjoyed the marketing aspect of it. And now I'm, you know, I have my degree in creative writing. My father, mother are scientists, like we're academics. We are not business people. So I grew up with this idea, you know, oh, marketing, that's like evil. (laughs) It's manipulative. And and I started realizing that it was like a fun puzzle to figure out how do you connect people who need something with the people who have it, bring them together. Like that's what marketing is really about.
0: Yeah, yeah. And there's a science behind it too. Like there literally is, like you can measure things and you can test things and, you know, all of those things. So
1: if your parents do about- so many things that I like yeah. and I, I didn't realize I liked like, I like organizing. I like systems. I like spreadsheets. I've always liked those things. I didn't really, but at that point I was still just like, oh, that's cool. Interesting. I like this. But it wasn't until one of my friends in direct sales said, you're really good at the funnels. And I was like, am I? Because, you know, when you have a talent for something and you just think like, oh, yeah, but that's the baseline that everybody has. <laughs> you, don't, yeah. you don't take it into consideration that it's something special. Yep. So I started looking and realizing that people were struggling to understand concepts that just made sense to me. They fit in my brain and I can look at a crazy, messy business and say, I can see exactly the line that you should be creating from this thing, to this thing, to this thing, to this thing, to to lead to customers. Like it just clicks. So once I realized that not everybody could do that, I started investing in like, I'm going to, I'm going to find clients and actually do this. I looked up on Google, how do you get started in digital marketing? And I found an article and I just followed it step-by-step. And uh, I got my first job through a website called the mom project It's a really nice job board because it's focused on people that need work from home and flexible. So like all the employers on there understand that like you you have a kid's schedule to consider. So that was good. I'm still working with that client. And then I did an internship through a site called Acadium. They do digital marketing, like apprenticeships and connect you with businesses. And I did such good work that my apprenticeship hired me. That's awesome. I love that. And like you said, now I'm just like so confident and so I'm, I'm almost cocky. I make mistakes at work sometimes and I'm like, whoops, because I was really sure I knew what I was doing. Yeah. I and love it's that, such though. such a different feeling. And I thought, yeah, this is what it means to love your job, to love your work. Mm-hmm. I would rather be doing this than anything. If yeah. I can't sleep at three in the morning, I get up and I do this work. I do it all day long. I forget to eat. Yeah. <laughs> do it- I got to work on boundaries, but it's I so, love that. It's and- so good to feel fulfilled for the first time in my life. And I always like compared myself to my dad, who's super successful, right? So he has a PhD from Harvard in microbiology. And he's yeah. been working for like, I think he's only had two different companies he worked he's worked for over the last 50 years. He's in his 70s, he's still working. So that is the standard that I have always measured myself by. And he always says to me that he's proud of me. And I'm like, I don't really believe that because what have I done to be, make you proud?
0: Well, addressing a couple (laughs) things out of that, that's like one of the highest bars ever to hold yourself to. So that's probably why you always felt like You were never going to find it, you know, because you're holding yourself up to your dad's level of success and everybody. And I also
1: hated myself for not being able to just buckle down, stick with a job because he's of that generation where he found a company, he stayed with them for 25 years and I wasn't making it past one year at a job.
0: (laughs) I actually won at my 10 year class reunion, a bottle of wine because I had the most jobs I had at that point, I had like 30 some jobs since we had graduated high school and oh. I won the prize. <laughs> so <I'm> like, <laughs> I am also one of those people. It was only in the last decade that I started staying at a job for more than like a year. Um, But I can totally relate to that. I think it's just a generational thing, you know,
1: it really is us like millennials. I know, mm-hmm. like, I think you and I are both on that cusp of like elder millennial. Yeah. Yeah. And- that's just how the, uh, the world works now. It's the gig economy and yeah, nobody is expected to stay at a job for a long time.
0: And I personally love that because I get bored so quickly. And I, when you were talking about like that anxiety kicking in after about six months, oh my it's goodness. So I was like, because that's exactly how I feel.
1: Definitely boredom. I would learn, I would be so excited at a new job. I would learn all there was to know. And then I get bored. And then I'd feel like my soul was dying. And then i call my dad and say, I can't do this. And he would say, but they're giving you health insurance. And I'm like, when the police come to you and say, was there any indication that she was going to go bonkers and kill everyone? You're going to have to say yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's all because of health insurance, by the way, which is a whole
1: nother story, but why it's connected to employment. Yeah.
0: I totally relate to that because that's the only reason that I stayed at all of my jobs. Like if I had known that there was another option out there, you know, to be an entrepreneur and to be able to afford health insurance and to be able to, you know, I don't know, just all of those things. Like I totally would have jumped off the the bandwagon. I I
1: undervalued myself for so long. I was dabbling in freelancing, but it was always like, I'm on Fiverr. I'll write you an email for 50 cents. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. You were totally undervaluing
1: of, of what my writing talent could become.
0: Yeah. You got to charge like a dollar a word or something. Yeah. No, I think that's too much, but I can't remember what the going rate for copywriting is, but (laughs)
1: somewhere in there, if you're good at it, trying to learn to get better at copywriting. That's one of the things I'm practicing a lot. Oh, that's awesome. It's really amazing to be self-taught and be able to come into that world and just say, yep, I can do this. I can help you make money at your business.
0: And it makes such a difference, you know, having the right copy versus not having the right copy. It makes like a world of difference. So what you're doing is really, really important. And I love it. (laughs) Do you have any um, parting advice for our listeners on, you know, kind of persevering and finding that calling, if you will.
1: (laughs) It's really, really scary when you try something new and you've failed so many times before. So you have to really have so much inner strength to keep on trying, but it's worth it. Because when you do find the right thing, it is life-changing. And I never thought that that was going to be me. So it's just such a beautiful surprise. But yeah, I spent nights crying like I don't know if I should invest my heart again or just give up on ever finding something that makes me happy. And really, the only reason I couldn't give up is my husband is a school teacher and makes very little money. And my father has been supporting us. That's humiliating as an almost 40 year old. <laughs> So I really did want to find something to do, something that wasn't going to make me want to kill myself. But yeah, it takes it's okay to have those nights of just panic about am I really going to break my own heart again?
0: Yeah. And I think you're bringing up a huge point is that there's so much pressure on us as mothers and us as two income households um where our parents didn't necessarily have that pressure. Um, you know, they didn't have that, like, okay, everybody in the house has to be making money <laughs> in order to even just put food on the table, you know? But that's, the economy has evolved too. And, you know, not doing that feels like a huge loss, which it's not.
1: Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with being the stay-at-home mom that doesn't have, you know, income coming in because yep. stay-at-home moms can do a lot to like, save money to use money efficiently also. And that contributes to the household the same way. So I don't want to, you know, disparage anyone who loves being a stay-at-home mom. Cause that is awesome. Oh, yeah. and that's what I wanted to love and yeah. I understand why would anybody want to go back to work after maternity leave? And yeah. now I'm like, please send my kids away. I'm trying to work.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel you on that one. I had my three-year-old just crawled under my desk while we were recording. <laughs> I'm lucky. To- my two year old right
1: now is downstairs eating pineapple and watching Sesame Street. So- oh, awesome. He's done a good job staying quiet.
0: That's good, awesome. I love it. Well, where is a good place for people to connect with you if they would like to have your copywriting skills or your management skills or um, your marketing skills?
1: Funnel building, I love building funnels. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> my favorite place is Instagram. So I'm Carolyn Choate Marketing on Instagram, and then I also have a website, CarolynChoateMarketing.com, too, where you can see the variety of things that I do. And I do have a freebie there of just a one-page thing to help you see whether there's any gaps in your customer journey. I kept on trying to like make my freebie smaller and smaller because I was like, here's this huge thing. Like my my clients don't have time for that. Exactly. Like they don't have time to sit through a webinar. Like let's. Yeah. make it a quick and easy win. So yep. there's, there's a one page printable to look at and see whether you have gaps that could be filled in your customer journey.
0: Awesome. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Carolyn, for um, gracing us with your presence and sharing this amazing information.
1: Thank you. This was so much fun.
0: Yeah, me too. And <laughs> we will see you next week. All right this episode of the determined mom show is brought to you by google growth generator this 21 day email course will help you learn to optimize your google my business listing in the same way that we do for our clients here at tdm marketing our client a baby sleep specialist got 126.32 percent more website visits in the first month after her optimization was completed another client a chiropractic practice got 26.67% more phone calls in the first month after optimization was completed. And finally, our client who is a residential cleaning service got 61.11% more website visits in the first month after optimization. If you're not sure if Google My Business optimization is for you, listen to what Kristen Ratten from Kristen Ratten Content Services had to say about her optimization. I hired Amanda to optimize my Google, my business listing. And within 10 days, my views were up 150%. This may be one of the most valuable things I've ever done for my business. And Amanda made it quick, easy and painless. If you are ready to get started with your Google, my business optimization, go over to go my That's G O mybusinesscom forward slash growth.